Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm Pastor Jason from Schweitzer. We are so glad you've joined us in worship. If you're joining us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We've got a gift card. If you let us know that you're here, we'd love to send to you. If you've been worshiping with us for a long time, you know that there are a lot of ways that you can continue to grow deeper in your faith by going to schweitzer.church next. You'll find a lot of resources there. Today, our worship service is going to look significantly different than what it normally does on most, most weeks. We're going to be entering into a service called the John Wesley Covenant Service. In 1775, John Wesley introduced a covenant service that became an important part of the spiritual life of Methodist societies. It was a time of renewal. And Methodists would gather, generally annually, for a season of self-examination, reflection, and dedication. They would um, take up words of repentance and confession and commit through the focus of this service to a sense of humility that we stand before God. And there was great joy in it. According to Wesley's journal, the covenant service was at first planned to be held at various occasions, but by the end of the by the end of his life, the service was observed typically on the Sunday nearest to January the first. And so the covenant service continues to be something that Methodists around the globe turn to for inspiration, for insight, and for starting a new year off, making a covenant and commitment to the Lord. So today, we're going to be reminded in some words and language that we don't normally use of, of the call that we've received from Christ and what our commitment back to Him looks like. So we're glad you've joined us. And where you're prompted, we encourage you to jump in and participate with all of your being. Now, let's take a listen to Stephanie as she shares with us some ways that we can connect and grow deeper in our faith here at Schweitzer. Hi, welcome to Schweitzer. I'm Stephanie. Happy New Year. We have really enjoyed celebrating with you the past few weeks, and now we are very excited to see what the new year has in store for Schweitzer. Just a reminder that next week on January 8th, we'll be back to our regular service times with our traditional worship service at 9 a.m. and our modern worship at 10.30 a.m. And we're kicking off the year with a new sermon series in the book of Genesis entitled, Why the World is the Way It Is. This Thursday, January 5th, our second season ministry for those aged 55 and older will be hosting its first lunch of the new year at 1130. We'll be talking about what it means to live with a grateful soul. The cost is $10, and this is a great way to enjoy new friends and have a delicious meal as well. Be sure to sign up online by January 3rd so we're sure that we'll have enough food for everybody. You can sign up online at schweitzer.church slash second season. Schweitzer is truly a church for all ages. And on Wednesday, January 11th, we'll be starting back up our program for fifth and sixth graders on Wednesday evenings, as well as our worship and small groups for students in seventh through 12th grade. We also have a variety of programs for adults on Wednesday nights with small groups and even pickleball in the gym. 
You can find out more about all of these groups at schweitzer.church groups or by downloading the Church Center app. We are so glad that you've joined us in this beautiful new year. Let's continue with worship. Because throughout this service, there are lines for a leader to say and lines for the people of God to say. I'm going to read the parts for the leader and Sheila is going to lead you, the people of God, in your lines. So we invite you to participate with us. Here is our call to worship. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. You are the one true God who reigns forever. Let's pray together. Almighty God, you search our hearts and you see every part of us. All our desires are known to you and from you no secrets are hidden. By the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, cleanse our hearts so that we may perfectly love you and glorify your holy name. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's join our voices together in song. Holy Spirit, guide my vision. Help me see the way you see. Always Jesus, ever Jesus Christ and all as Christ in me. And Holy Spirit, guide my speaking words of grace and truth about. Let my lips be filled with stories of the mercy that I found. You're the light. You're my
A part of worship is the act of giving to the Lord who has been gracious to us. You can give today to God's work at Schweitzer by going to schweitzer.church or by using the church app. We're so grateful for your gifts that make the ministry of God palpable and present to people in Springfield and through Schweitzer all over the world. Thanks for your generosity. Now we're going to continue in the worship by saying together the Lord's Prayer, being reminded that we are God's dearly loved children. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today your daily bread and forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, both now and forever. Amen. Welcome to worship. Happy New Year. I'm Sheila, and I'm so glad to be with you here today. If you're anything like me, you're just so glad that you made it through the holidays. Congratulations. If you're also like me, you're ready to put the decorations away in the boxes, throw out the leftovers, and just get back to life as normal. Prior to Christmas, we had a great sermon series entitled, Prepare the Way, where we prepared our hearts and our minds for the coming of the baby Jesus. Well, as we explore this new year, I wanna ask, what difference did it make? We have a new year and a new challenge ahead of us. I'd like to start today by reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter two. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. These magi or wise men were people held in high esteem and they saw this mysterious star. They wanted to follow it and find out what was happening. Let's continue reading from the next verses. When King Herod heard about this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. King Herod was a ruthless leader. He had killed one of his wives, several of his sons, and countless family members. His goal in sending the Magi or the wise men to find the baby Jesus was not to worship him, but to kill him. But let's talk about the Magi for a moment. They had a long journey. When they saw this star, they were so excited and they knew that something special was happening. But they had to saddle the camels. They had to gather the supplies. They had to bring together an entire caravan of people going to find this child. And this trip took 
about 40 days. It was 800 miles and a long distance. When I grew up, I remember thinking we would put out the crash and we would see our, our manger scene with the sheep and the shepherds and the angels and Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the camels and the wise men. I remember being disappointed when I found out that the wise men didn't come to the manger. There's more to this story. Let's read on. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These wise men actually ended up at Jesus' home. I can't imagine the scene to see this caravan of camels and donkeys and, and servants and, and kings coming down the street and parking in front of Jesus' house. They went in and they worshipped him. It was so exciting for them to see this baby. So the manger scene that I had growing up is now a manger scene with Mary and Joseph and the baby and the sheep and the shepherd. But the wise men and all of their caravan came two years later to the house where Jesus was. But the best part was when they came in, they kneeled down and worshiped this child. These were kings. These were people who were, who were wonderful rulers and, and people held them in high esteem, but they knew they had met someone very special. Let's go on to the final verse in this section. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Some translations say they returned to their country by another way. The reality is these kings or magi knew that Jesus was someone special. They knew that if they returned and gave information to Herod, that he would seek out this child and kill him. They went home by another way. As we come into this new year, we sometimes make new resolutions or think of it as a new beginning. Well, Jesus Christ leads us to a new way. The early Christians were called the way because they found a new way to follow and worship Jesus Christ. As Christians, we have this wonderful opportunity to find each day new and fresh. So I encourage us to find that new way in our lives to worship the Christ child and understand all that Jesus Christ means just by being Emmanuel, God with us. What a wonderful opportunity we have for a fresh start. As we pray together today, I want to lead us with a prayer song before we enter into the time of worship. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus to reach out and touch Him and say that we love Him. Open our eyes, Lord, 
and help us to listen. Open our eyes, Lord. We want to see Jesus. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you so much for the gift of the Christ child. We thank you so much for the Magi who went home by a different way. God, we pray that in this new year you will open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your leading, to your will, so that we may no longer be creatures of habit going back to the usual way of life, but we are different because of the birth of your son, Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you for this gift. We thank you for this new year. And we pray that you are in leadership of our lives as we move forward. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now we continue with our challenge in confession. Dearly beloved brothers and sisters, the Christian life is a life found in Christ, redeemed from sin and consecrated to God. We are those who have entered into this life and have been admitted into the new covenant of Jesus Christ. He is the mediator of this covenant. He sealed it with his own blood so it would last forever. On one side of this covenant stands God, who promises to give us new life in Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. Every day God proves his goodness and grace to us, showing us that his promise still stands firm. On the other side, we stand as those who promise to no longer live life for ourselves, but instead to only live for Jesus Christ because he has loved us and given his life for us. These are times in our lives when it is important for us to remember and reaffirm our promises and vows. In the same way, we come today to renew our covenant with God. Many generations have done this before us. Today, we make the covenant our own, renewing with both joy and sincerity the covenant that binds us all to God. Would you join me or hear this confession? We are those who seek to live as true disciples of Jesus Christ, but sometimes we fall short. Let us now examine ourselves before God, humbly confessing our sins and submitting our hearts so that we do not desire our or deceive ourselves and cut ourselves away from God. Let us pray. Father God, you have set forth the way of life through your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you love dearly. We shamefully confess that we have been slow to learn of him and have been reluctant to follow him. You have spoken and called to us, but we have not listened. You have revealed your beauty to us, but we have been blind. You have stretched out your hands to us through our friends, but we have passed by them. We have accepted your gifts and offered little thanks. We are unworthy of your unchanging love. We now confess to you our sins. Please forgive us of the poverty of our worship, for the selfishness of our prayers, for our inconsistency and unbelief, for the ways we neglect fellowship and your grace, for our hesitation to tell others about Christ, for the ways we deceive others. Forgive us for when we waste time and when we misuse the gifts you have given us. 
Forgive us when we have made excuses for the wrong things we have done and when we have purposely avoided responsibility. Forgive us that we have been unwilling to overcome evil with good and that we have not been ready to carry our cross. Forgive us that we have not allowed your love to work through us to help others and that we have not made their suffering our own. Forgive us for those times when instead of working for unity, we made it hard for others to live with us because of our lack of forgiveness, inconsiderate judgment, and quick criticism. Forgive us for when we have not tried to reconcile with others and when we have been slow to seek redemption. Forgive us also for the sins that we silently confess to you now. Hear this good word. God, the Father of all mercies, is faithful to cleanse us from our sins and restore us to Christ's image. Praise and glory be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. How can I say
hear this invitation. Let us gathered here before the Lord, now in covenant, commit ourselves to Christ as his servants. Let us give ourselves to him so that we may fully belong to him. Jesus Christ has left us with many services to be done. Some of these services are easy and honorable, but some are difficult and disgraceful. Some line up with our desires and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some we please both Christ and ourselves, but then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. Jesus Christ, we offer you this prayer. Let me be your servant. Let me follow your commands. I will no longer follow my own desires. I give myself completely to your will. The power and strength to live as true servants is given to us in Christ. We accept the place and work that he gives us, acknowledging that he alone will be our reward. I am not my own. I am yours alone. Make me into what you will. Rank me with those you will. Put me to use for you. Put me to suffering for you. Let me be employed for you. Let me be laid aside for you. Let me be lifted high for you. Let me be brought low for you. Let me be full or let me be empty. Let me have all things or let me have nothing. With a willing heart, I freely give everything to your pleasure and disposal. Christ is Savior to those who are his true servants. He's the source of all salvation to those who obey. To be a servant is to consent fully to his will. Christ accepts nothing less. Christ will be all and in all, or he will be nothing. Now confirm this truth in Holy Covenant. Make it a reality in, in your life in these three ways. <clears throat> First, set apart time in your day more than once to be spent alone with the Lord. Seek to perceive God's special care for you and gracious acceptance of you. Carefully think through the words of this covenant and its conditions. Examine your heart, even if you have freely given your life to Christ. Name the sins in your life. Reflect on whether you are willing to choose Christ's holy laws and strict commands. Be sure you are clear in all these so you do not lie to God. Second, uphold a serious spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Do not trust in your own strength and power, but rely upon God's promise of giving grace and strength. In this way, he will empower you to keep your promise. Fourth, be determined to be faithful. You have given your heart and life to God. You have opened your mouth to dedicate yourself to the Lord. With God's power, never go back to your former way of living. And last, be prepared to renew your covenant with God. Fall on your knees, lift your hands, open your hearts. My righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me now as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness when I have not done your will. You promise mercy if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you rid yourself of every idol in your life. From the bottom of my heart, I here and now renounce every idol in my life, 
covenanting with you that I will not commit any known sin. By turning against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch for any temptation that will lead me away from you. Through Jesus Christ, God offers to be your God again, if we allow him to be. Before all heaven and earth, I here and now acknowledge you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as my Lord and God. I vow to give all of myself, body and soul, to be your servant and to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. Jesus Christ is the only way and means to God. God has given us Jesus as the way and means to salvation. Jesus, I here and now accept you and the only new and living way. I join myself in covenant with you. I come to you hungry, sinful, miserable, blind and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. With all my power, I accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own unworthiness and vow that you are the Lord, my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and take you for my only guide. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. Jesus, I here and now make this covenant with you and accept whatever comes in life. Through your grace, I promise that neither life nor death will separate me from you. God has given holy laws as a rule of your life. I here and now willingly take on your yoke and burden. All your laws are holy, just, and good. I accept them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions, promising I will strive to order my whole life around your direction. I will not allow myself to neglect anything I know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows you, even the thoughts of your heart. O oh God, you know that we have made this covenant today in sincerity, without deceit or reluctance. If you find anything false in us, guide us and help us to set it right. And now, glory be to you, God the Father, from this day forward, I shall look upon you as my God and Father. Glory be to you, God the Son. You have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God, the Holy Spirit. By your almighty power, you have turned my heart from sin to God. From this day forward, I shall look upon you as my comforter and guide. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend, and I, through your infinite grace, have become your covenant servant. You are mine and I am yours. So be it. May this covenant that I have made here on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen.